have this friendly against Latvia, which is a little bit of a nothing game. It could be interesting that game now, if it is the case that this is when Evan Ferguson starts, and maybe that's his chance. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. Hello and welcome to Tuesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan, and we'll start with what's next for Everton. The club sacked Frank Lampard yesterday after almost a year in charge at Goodison Park. When Lampard took over at the end of January last year, Everton were in 16th place in the Premier League, six points above the relegation zone. The Toffees stayed up with a 3-2 win at home to Crystal Palace in their final home game of last season. It was hoped Lampard could build on that, but he's left the club 19th in the league, two points from safety and only above bottom side Southampton and goal difference. Yesterday's news came as no surprise after Saturday's 2-0 loss at West Ham. Everton have just three league wins all season, eight league games without a win. What's next at the moment? Former Leeds boss Marcelo Bielsa and former Burnley manager Sean Dyche seem to be the two names being mentioned. Two very different managers in terms of their style. Would it be a case of going with Dyche to get them out of a relegation scrap, given his experience in doing so at Burnley? If Bielsa got the job, how long would it take him to implement his brand of football? Other names on the list of potential candidates, Wayne Rooney, Thomas Frank, Ralph Hasenhutl. Dominic King from the Daily Mail was on OTBAM earlier on and said even someone as good as Bielsa would find the going tough at Everton. He's had an influence on so many coaches, his, his ideas on football and whatever, you know, the, the far-reaching, but I think he's going to have to be a, a, a magician um, to come into Everton and, and get them playing in, in three or four months uh, the way that he, he wants football to be played because um, it's, a, it's a hodgepodge squad that's um, made up of uh, players from seven different managers. Um, <clears throat> it's um, the, the short of money. They need, they need um, new new blood to come in and, and revive them. And it really is a, a terribly difficult situation. Everton's next game is against league leaders Arsenal at Goodison Park at Saturday week because there's FA Cup this weekend. The following weekend, then they play Liverpool at Anfield. That's a derby on a Monday night. Harry Kane came up with one real moment of quality at Craven Cottage last night to give Tottenham a much-needed 1-0 win over Fulham. And in doing so, Kane equaled Jimmy Greaves' record as Tottenham's all-time top scorer with his 266th goal for the club. The 29-year-old will break the record soon enough. He's now just one goal shy of 200 Premier League goals. Alan Shearer holds that record with 260. Then it's Wayne Rooney with 208 Spurs are three points off the Champions League places. It was an important win after defeats to Arsenal and Manchester City. Kane revealed last night that the players had held a meeting with Antonio Conte to get back to what they're best at under the Italian. There's a lot of talk about Conte's future given his contract is up this summer. He says he wants his players to replicate the form they showed in the second half of last season when they went on to pip Arsenal to a top four finish. When I see this, uh, this spirit, when I see uh, this uh, attitude, this uh, desire uh, to fight together and uh, to, to help each other, and for me it's very important because I know, and uh, last season, last season, and uh, um, the last final of, of the season, uh, and uh, we totalized uh, 41 points, we're the best team. But if we want to to do well if we want to, to continue to, to to dream for sure the first thing that we have to not to lose is the the decide to be a team to help each other and uh, 
because every time uh, this happens, it's difficult then to play against us. Both semi-finals of the Carabao Cup take place this week. First up is Southampton and Newcastle this evening with the first leg at St Mary's. Newcastle are third in the Premier League. They fancy their chances of reaching the final. Could be a busy night for Gavin Bazunu, who conceded four goals when the sides met at St Mary's earlier in the season in the league. The Magpies haven't won a major domestic trophy since 1955. Manager Eddie Howe says his side are desperate for the next step, but he knows all the pressures on them. We're under no illusions of that, and, and starting with the away leg will be very difficult. I'm sure it'll be a very good atmosphere. It's always a tough place to play, but we look forward to the challenge and we're trying to embrace the pressure that we face. That game at St Mary's kicks off at eight. There's also action in the third round of the FA Cup. The winners of the replay between Akrinth and Stanley and non-league side Boreham Wood will play Leeds in the fourth round. That one kicks off at 7.45. There was a big shock in the Scottish Cup last night. Darville in the sixth tier became the first non-league club since 1966 to knock out Premiership opposition from the Scottish Cup. They beat seven-time winners Aberdeen 1-0. Not a good night for Don's boss, Jim Goodwin, who was already under pressure given that they'd lost to Hearts 5-0 at Tynecastle last week. Liam Scales started for Aberdeen. Johnny Hayes came off the bench. After the match, Jim Goodwin, the former Republic of Ireland international apologised for the defeat. He said they were extremely embarrassed by it. Anthony Barry won't be making a return to Stephen Kenny's staff despite holding informal talks with the Ireland boss about the possibility of doing so. Barry left the Ireland set up early last year to take up a similar role with Belgium ahead of the World Cup in Qatar. Roberto Martinez stepped down as Belgian boss at the World Cup and has since become the Portugal manager. John Eustace replaced Barry, but not long after that, he took over at Birmingham City. Kenny set to replace Eustace before the Euro qualifiers get underway in March. He won't have to bring in a replacement for Stephen Rice, though. He was given permission to speak to Swindon, but it turns out he won't be their new manager. Looking at some of tonight's other live football, a full round of games in the Irish Premiership where things are tied at the top. Only six points separates leaders Cliftonville and Coleraine in fifth place. Cliftonville have drawn the last two games. They're away to Glenavon. Second place, Linfield, just a point off top spot are away to fourth-place Crusaders. Third-place Larne are from the bottom side, Portadown. Elsewhere, Ballymena host Newry City. Coleraine take on Carrick Rangers and Glentoran play Dungannon. Those games all start at 7.45. More action in Syria. Last night, Inter Milan lost 1-0 at home to Empoli. They're 13 points behind leaders Napoli. Napoli's only defeat in the league this season was against Inter. Tonight, champions AC Milan need a win away to sixth-place Lazio to close the gap on Napoli to nine points. Also four games in the Bundesliga. Leaders Bayern Munich drew at Leipzig at the weekend as German football returned after a winter break after the World Cup. Bayern are at home to FC Köln. Leipzig are away to bottom side Schalke. The other games see Hertha Berlin play Wolfsburg and Hoffenheim take on Stuttgart. UEFA is to change its financial fair play rules in response to Chelsea's recent trend of signing players on long-term contracts. Signing players on extended deals enables Chelsea to spread the player's transfer fee over the life of that deal when they submit their annual accounts. For example, Mihailo Mudrik cost €100 million, Euro, but he's valued at just under €15 million a year over his eight-and-a-half-year deal. UEFA will set a five-year limit over which a transfer fee can be spread. Clubs will still be able to offer longer deals under UK regulations, but that won't be able to stretch transfer fees beyond the first five years Changes due to come into effect in the summer, but it won't apply retrospectively. So Chelsea could do more of the same in the next week before the transfer window closes up. And we'll finish with news of Gareth Bale, who retired from football earlier this month. We know the former Wales international loves his golf 
and he's announced that he'll play at next month's Pebble Beach Pro-Am in California. That's it for Tuesday's Football Daily. You can subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from off the ball.